Welcome to the first episode of Facing Doubts. It's a new podcast that I started today. The concept, the format, it's a bit different than the usual probably you have and that you listen to. Uh, my name is Wissam Trophy. I'm a filmmaker. I've done over 200 interviews that I called more warmly discussions, conversations. And the idea of starting this podcast was in my mind back in 2015 when at a time I was doing filmmaking commercially full-time and I used lack of time, I think, as an excuse not to start it and to procrastinate. Um, but if I'm really honest with myself, I think what happened back then was that I was falling into the path and the pattern of self-doubts. I was doubting that this podcast could be useful to anyone. I was doubting that I had anything to say that would be valuable to anyone. And what happened is that the idea of the podcast was killed in the egg, not even before starting it, not even before making the first episode, making some tests. And that's what I would like to talk to you about today. It's going to be an introduction um, about the podcast, uh, the content, what we're going to talk about. And also, I'd like to share with you how I deal with self-doubts, what have been my biggest self-doubts for the past few years, and, and what solutions I found, basically. Uh, back in 2017... Exactly in March, I was diagnosed with cancer. It was one of the biggest things that hit me in the face within the first 28 years in my life. And I remember when I got the news straight away, self-doubt. What is going to happen? Um, am I going to leave? All those questions went into, into my head. And at the time... These challenges nourished my self-doubts so much that I put my film-making career on hold for a while. And it was really strange because filmmaking always been part of my identity. I mean, as far as I remember, I always wanted to be an actor. I always wanted to be involved into something creative and then trying acting and try to be behind the camera, I realized that wow, what a great thing. Through your lens, through your camera, you can actually tell stories. You can tell stories of others. And I really enjoy the whole thing. So for me, being a filmmaker was actually part of my identity. But what happened back then is I linked filmmaking, being a filmmaker with the toxic life that led me to those health issues. Um, and I'll talk about the health issues and and the cancer itself in a different episode, uh, it's not the idea here. And, and for those who are curious, there's a link on my website that I'll try to put in the description. But those doubts are the key elements that pushed me to put my career in hold. It happened in December 2017. Um, so I was back on my feet. I, I was back to work again in a different way. I was doing commercial work, uh, trying to make it financially. And that's when I looked back and I said, well, what I'm doing right now doesn't really fit with, my, with what I need to do. 
I needed to spend time with myself. I needed to focus on myself. And all what I was doing at the time was making video for others, working hours and hours on other stuff and escaping from myself. And I knew that I needed to focus on myself. And when I decided to put my career on hold, it was not just going to affect the commercial work I was doing. I was actually about to make my first feature documentary. Um, it was a pre-production work, pre-production for those of you who don't who don't work, who don't know what I'm talking about. It's the whole phase of preparation of a project, uh, especially a creative project and and a film project. I was doing the pre-production for about a year and a half. And I was doing a lot of work. We started to film in Greece. Um, and when I decided that I had to hold, to put everything on hold, we had at the time two production companies, um, one distribution company, one animation company. All of these people believed in the project. They believed in me being able to carry the project, to be the captain of the boat. But in a way, I had to stop the whole process. I knew it was the right time. And it was hard to take that decision, obviously. But I really felt inside that it was the thing I needed to do. And I remember when, when I then put back my camera into the bag, and the bag itself was in a cardboard box and the box was itself in a storage room it stayed there for about a year and a half a long year and a half where i couldn't even see it and i did everything not to see it as you can imagine and I, as you can see but back in september 2019 what happened is that this flame the creative flame came back and that's that's a fantastic feeling because I really thought for those last few years, I thought that I was done with a part of my identity. I thought I was done with being a filmmaker, but it was it was not gone. Um, I just realized I felt this flame growing back again, and what a fantastic you know feeling it's great it's really great and so that's why um this podcast today is there because I want to talk about f facing the doubt. I want to talk to people who face doubt, but not only. I think it's just a pretext. It's just an occasion for me to talk to those people and ask them the question that I never had the courage to ask them because the format at the moment is just, it's it's hybrid. Um, it's me facing the microphone and the camera because it's it's a show as well on YouTube but it will evolve eventually into conversation with people that I have around me and and that are ordinary, just like you and me. But they are people who have done extraordinary things in their lives, in their personal lives, in their professional lives. And there is so much, I guess, that we can learn from them and from what they have achieved in life. So that's where I'd like to see the, the podcast evolve in the future. But today, and it's important to me, I'd like to talk to you about, obviously, how I dealt with the safe dance. Because I talked to you about a stage in my life that was really, really, really tough. 
and obviously my head was not thinking right or I, and I had to put back uh, all the puzzle pieces you know of my personal puzzle obviously together and I have done that by stopping doing that big mistake the big mistake that I was doing for so long and, and previously to, to before the health issues was to listen to that little voice in the back of my head I'm pretty sure that you you know what I'm talking about. We all have this little voice that might have a different voice. It might be your own voice. But it's a little voice that whispers in your ear. You're not going to do it. You're not capable of doing it. Why do you even bother? Why are you trying? Nobody's going to listen to you. Nobody's going to watch your video. Those self-doubts are extremely dangerous for you, for yourself, for your loved ones, because if you listen to them, you will quit no matter what you're doing in life. And that's what happened to me. And that's happening to me sometimes still now. I still face those doubts, but what happens is that I've understood that I needed to to learn from them. I needed to be able to manage them in order to achieve what I really wanted to achieve. And this is a big step. The first step is to acknowledge. And the way you do that is through introspection. As you can imagine, I've been through a lot of hard introspection, um, you know, putting this flashlight into the dark side of my life, all the stuff that I tried to hide for so many years. I needed to face them one by one. And self-doubts, was one of the biggest issues I had because it was preventing me from doing a lot of things I really wanted to do. And I remember testing a couple of methods and uh, I could talk about the one that didn't work, but I'd like to talk to you about the two methods that actually worked for me. And, and obviously they worked for me. I don't know if they're going to work for you, but the only way you can know that is by experimenting. The The first methods the, the first thing i put in place that worked very well and that still works um today is by realizing that self-doubt is a negative polarity it's on the let's say on on one hand of a rope but if you look at the rope on the other side you have a positive end of it so the self-doubt is negative you have negative thoughts Stop it straight away by being aware that there is a positive side to it. So, for example, um, I give you the example of this podcast. Whenever the self-doubt, this little voice that can be very persuasive, tell me, when she tells me, Wissam, what are you doing? It doesn't even make sense. Just stop it. I stop the voice straight away and I verbalize out loud and I say, well, maybe it's going to be valuable to one person. And then it makes sense then to do it. And that's when I realized that looking at the bright side of things is actually a great method to, to, to really attack this thing and to accept it and to say, well, I know you are here. I know you're not going to go away. But what's happening is I have control over you and you're not going to let me do or not do things that I want to do or that I don't, I don't want to do. 
this was a massive thing. Like literally, I still use that every day in my personal life, in my professional life. It's fantastic. It takes time to practice, obviously, you know, and, and to experiment and see what works and see how you need to verbalize those things. But see it as a real discussion with yourself. Don't see this little voice at, as something that is not part of you. It is part of you. It is you, in a way, talking to yourself. But as soon as you see that as a conversation, you accept this little voice that is sharing time and space with you. And the second thing that really, really works for me was to remember myself the reason why I started the project in the first place. When you do that, you you focus only on the things that got you started in the first place. And the way it works for me and the way I've put that into, into place was to take a notebook um, and write, whenever I decide to start a project, I write something about the project, all the ideas, all the concepts, all the things that I'd like to do. And also after that, I put with words on the paper the way I felt thinking about the project, thinking about achieving something with this project. I put words on the emotions, on the feelings. And by doing that, first of all, it's a great way to, you know, to, to get this thing out there, just to think about it and put it on the paper and say, whoa, it's, it's great, I'm excited, it's real. It's not just in the back of my head, it's real, it's on the paper. But it allows you as well, let's say you're six months in working on your project and you are facing self-doubts. And that's when this method is really handy. You get your notebook out You get back to that page where you started with your concept, with your ideas, with things you wanted to achieve. And you will have this little paragraph that talks about the way you felt when you thought about doing this project. And that's the second solution I found really working, you know, on me very well. Read that loud and then those self-doubts will disappear. Because you will then be transported back then, back in the time when you wrote those lines and they were fresh and they are real because they are very close to what you felt at that very precise moment. And those two techniques obviously work. Um, Don't get me wrong, I still face doubt and I still have moments where I let those doubts go and then I I, I grab them back and I say, well, no, not today. You're not going to win. Um, So it's interesting to see how those things develop. And obviously, it took me a couple of months or even years to be able to master that. And I don't even think I'm mastering this whole thing still. But I'm, I'm in a phase where I can control those things. Starting this podcast... You being able to listen and watch this podcast is a a little victory when it comes to self-doubts that I had back in 2015. Because I took back the control and I said, well, let's do it. Let's start it. And at first, I wanted to start this podcast, this whole podcast in July 2020. 
because I, I set myself goals and I'm working on other projects that I'll, I'll develop, you know, through the years with videos and, and probably in, in, in different episodes. But doing this podcast right now makes so much sense because, you know, we are in April 2020. The world is facing a, a, a crisis uh, with the coronavirus. And I thought it's the perfect time if such a thing exists as perfect time to start it. Be creative, enjoy, enjoy the whole process. Um, and that's the reason why I can welcome you in my living room slash kitchen slash office today. Because I wanted this project to get going. I want to be able to talk to some people around me that are ordinary and do extraordinary things. And obviously the whole concept, the whole format evolved because I wanted to travel. I wanted to meet them in person and record that and film that. But I realized that it might not be the best way to do it right now, but it might be actually the best time to do it, no matter what I had in my head. And eventually it's going to evolve into a more settled version of it where I will be able to travel, I'll be able to meet people, I'll be able to do a lot of stuff. But right now, um, I want this to be this conversation with them. I want you guys to listen to what they have to say. And hopefully, and that's that's really what I hope, that you're going to get, after each episode, you're going to get thrilled, you're going to get inspired but not just inspired to get inspired. You're going to have keys to understand how to act for yourself and do stuff for yourself. By the way, the show has a little a twin French brother called Faso Dout. And this very simple example uh, can actually sum up the whole idea of self-doubt. I, I lived in Ireland for about eight years in Dublin and I came back to France in December 2017. And when I started to think of, well, in 2020, I'd like to start this podcast, the one that I'm pushing back since 2015. Then I made a list of people I wanted to talk to. And half of them were English speakers. And the other half were French speakers. So I faced the dilemma, how am I going to do? I thought at first that I would do something really strange. I would do one episode in English, one in French, one in English, one in French. But then it didn't make sense. If you're listening to the podcast, let's say you're an English speaker and you're not going to skip and, and like listen only one out of two episodes each time. It doesn't make sense. So that's when I decided to look at the bright side of things, at the positive side. I remember the reason why I wanted to do it. It was really important and then I said, well, if you really want to do it and talk to the people you want to talk to, then choose not to choose. Do two podcasts, two shows. And that's the way the little twin brother, you know, came about. So it's the same concept, it's the same format. The language is different and the guests obviously are going to be different. So if you speak both languages, you're going to have more episodes. Um, but one, I want to achieve with that is is a real quality time with the people that I have around me that I think have an extraordinary life and have a lot of things to say and ask them the questions I never had the courage to ask them. It's it's basically it and 
And I know by doing that, we're going to learn a lot about them, about their experience, about their path, about what they've learned along the way. Well, I think that's it for today. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you are listening to this episode on one of the podcast platforms, um, there is also a show on YouTube. Uh, the link will be in the description. And soon, obviously, at the moment, it's just me facing the camera and facing the microphone. Um, it might be the case for a couple of episodes, but soon it will evolve into those conversations that I'm talking about, um, having those people telling us their life stories, their their personal quests, their failures, their successes, their moment of doubts and how they face them. Uh, I uh, I just wanted to say that obviously having this podcast on YouTube was just very natural to me. I'm a filmmaker. And because I wanted to reconnect with my identity, part of my identity, it made so much sense to me to start this podcast uh, on the audio platforms, but also on YouTube. So now it's the end. Uh, I really, I really, really hope that you you enjoyed this little moment with me. Uh, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. It's really important to say it because... I want to finish really on that. If you think that everything needs to be perfect for you to start something, you'll never start anything. So this very first episode is probably not perfect, but it's out there. You're listening to it. You're watching it. And this is a win for me. And it can only get better. Well, I think so. Otherwise, I need to change career and stop completely. But it can only get better. So, guys, thanks for listening and thanks for watching. And uh, see you next time.